It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. <laughs> you can't secretly record me. It's not allowed. It's illegal in Massachusetts, you know. What could you have been talking about? What is wrong with you? <laughs> Stop. You can't secretly record me in my own home. This so is a recording studio, Alice. The assumption must be that you're being recorded at all times. In here, you should always assume you're being recorded? Correct. Okay. I'm going to take you up on that, too. No. <laughs> I don't assume I'm being recorded because I'm the studio engineer. <laughs> no. You just said that one should no, always assume one, one is being recorded should. Not one. in this it's not room. one. No. One doesn't have to. <laughs> you have to. I'm safe. I need not fear no. my own studio. Mm, ice cream. <laughs> mm, ice cream. <laughs> it's my studio, too. Okay, Alice, there's World War Three happening right now in the Middle East, and you're messing around with your noises and your, <laughs> your noises, sexual you're the one hot in mic <laughs> cuts that someday I'll unearth. Guys, I will begin. When Alice has the baby, I will start the OnlyFans account. <laughs> no. You have no say in this. Stop it. Um, You know how much else? You got to think. That's, that's publicity. No. Hmm. Hmm. No. Let me ask you something. If you just found out yesterday that I actually had one and we've made $50,000, would you get rid of the money? Uh, no, I would get a divorce and I would get the money from you in the divorce. Really? Yes. You divorced me for that? Yes. That's making money for the family, not for, for my gambling addiction. For secretly making an OnlyFans of me? Well, I don't have your consent to do it. It has <laughs> well, to be in secret. Yeah. <laughs> it has to be in secret, Alice. I'm going to ask you to rethink this. Okay. Um. Okay. In, in so now our embassy is being uh, protested and or attacked. We're not even sure, but something is happening in Lebanon right now in Beirut. They're attacking our embassy. Well, not. I guess shouldn't I say attack. These. These. What do you want to call them? These animals are making all sorts of stupid noises. They make a lot of stupid noises. These people when they're angry. I'm sorry. They do. 
and they are um, they're jumping down. They've they've jumped. A couple of them got over the fence of our embassy. There's a fire at the embassy. Uh, also, the the French French embassy and the UN. Where protests have yes. been taking place in support of Palestinians. Yes, we're on air. Yes, we are on air, Zaina. If it's safe to do so, certainly tensions are high. What's happening? Yes, Emily. I'm really sorry. Yes, it's Not very chaotic Go here on. outside Just the perimeters tell us what's of the happening. US embassy. All... Yes. Yes, well, protesters have been trying to break through the security barrier outside the embassy. Uh, they're throwing stones. I have to move to the side. And... Damn, this is high octane. Zaina, are you okay to continue? Just move up, move up. Emily, I'm really sorry about this. No, not at all. You need yes, to get to safety. Right in front of us. Sorry. Uh, stop. What, yeah, why don't Zaina, we just I might get in the van at this position. point. Take a ride out of there. Zaina, we'll let you get to a safe position and I'll yes, cross yes. back to you when we have a moment. In the meantime, Abdel Hamid Siam, we're seeing protests breaking out across. Uh, yeah, this is them in front of the, another one in front of the U.S. Embassy. The French Embassy. Uh, I'm going to take this to mean they don't like us. Right. Or, or France. Here's another one. And supposedly Hezbollah is helping them, but I don't know. <laughs> It's the noise. It's one of them. One of these cuts has the noise. Classic noise. It's the UN building being attacked. I had a good one. Oh, maybe. Oh, one of those tweets got t taken away. Um. So. Uh, so that's what's happening uh, right now. And there's a big fire at the U.S. Embassy. Yeah, they're all angry at us. Biden's heading over there. The ground invasion has not really started from... No, because Israel keeps giving them more time to get civilians out, which, exactly. of course, doesn't matter at all to Hamas because they're you know, still right. running their command centers out of hospitals and shooting rockets from hospitals and all the other dumb things they do that put civilian lives at risk on purpose because then they can blame Israel and get sympathy points from stupid people who believe everything that the Hamas press releases say, which is so dumb. And I can't believe like even our, um, I said this happened today. So a hospital was bombed in mm -hmm. Gaza or there was an explosion at this hospital Yes, in some form. That apparently killed 500 people, which is obviously extremely sad. And hospitals blowing up is very sad. And hospitals yes. and whoever deliberately targets a hospital is guilty of a war crime because mm -hmm. that is not allowed. So and we have not had final confirmation on what, you know, what happened here. But the initial Hamas claims that this was an Israeli airstrike are certainly not corroborated at all. Israel has put out a bunch of video footage. Well, first of all, they've said they had no planes in the air at the time. And they've put out video footage um, showing, and I don't really like know what, I'm not going to purport to be some kind of like 
bomb explosion expert here where I'm going to look at a video of something blowing mm. up and tell you like, oh, this clearly shows that these were Hamas rockets that misfired because I don't really like know that firsthand. I don't know. So, but Israel's claim is that these were Hamas rockets, which misfired and fell on Gaza, which right. is what a lot of their rockets do because they yes. spend all their time shooting rockets off at Israel for no freaking reason that are meant to hit Israeli civilians. And instead, a lot of them hit Gazan civilians. But Hamas doesn't really care because for them, it's a win either way. Exactly. And they're not accurate, which people have been saying is maybe a, a partly to blame the fact that they're made of, made of uh, water pipes. Yeah, which is, you know, goes into why they don't have water when Israel decides right. not to provide them with water anymore. But, you know, when you look at the the reporting from the Western media on this, like, here's the evolution of the New York Times headline today. Uh, so first thing in the morning, Israeli strike kills hundreds in hospital, Palestinians say. Mm -hmm. Update. At least 500 dead in strike on Gaza hospital, Palestinians say. At least 500 dead in blast at Gaza Hospital, <laughs> Palestinians say. So it's, they're, you know, clearly backtracking on the initial claim because first they just reported what, um, you know, Hamas put out there is the truth. It, it, Associated Press did the same thing. Mm -hmm. Breaking, Gaza Health Ministry says at least 500 people killed in an explosion at a hospital, it says was caused by an, an Israeli airstrike. Now, the current headline on the story when you click through to the story blast kills hundreds at gaza hospital hamas <laughs> and israel trade blame as biden heads to mid-east but of course a bunch of idiots whether it's you know dumb idiots that we talked about the other day like our friend um oh who's my buddy john cusack here that we yes. talked about he's obviously tweeting out so who wants to defend the bombing of a hospital how right Yep, and obviously, uh, Rashida Tlaib, Israel just bombed the Baptist Hospital, killing 500 Palestinians, doctors, children's patients, just like that. POTUS, is this what happens? This is what happens when you refuse to facilitate a ceasefire and to help de-escalate. Your war and destruction only approach has opened my eyes and many Palestinian Americans and Muslim Americans like me. We will remember where you stood. So that's Rashida Tlaib. Ilhan Omar has the same thing, essentially. So are they going to call out Hamas just as hard when it, so. if when it turns uh, out that these were Hamas rockets right. that went Doctors, up in the air and fell on the patients, hospital? Just like that. I would assume they're going to call out Hamas, right? For war crimes against their own people. You would, I, hope, I think they will. Because uh, also, um, what's her name? Her friend, Ilhan Omar, bombing a hospital is among the gravest of war crimes. The IDF blowing one up is one of the few places that injured and wounded can seek medical treatment and shelter during a war is horrific. POTUS needs to push for an immediate ceasefire to end this slaughter. Is, it, is she going to have those same words for Hamas when it turns out that this no. was there? No, because if... if Israel doesn't ki um, kill 500, then Blast kills 500. Right. Right. Those which are the only two shows you have. Blast, which is neutral, probably really caused by Israel, let's be honest. Mm -hmm. Or Israel has done it. But that's it. Those are the right. two choices you have. Blast kills. Blast has done a lot of work here. Mm hmm. And, and your now, buddy, redheaded libertarian, has called it a war crime, oh, too. Oh, damn it. I hate to cut her loose, but she's gone. Damn it! And she's like, and yeah, and Obama was guilty of war crimes By too way, when he did this in Afghanistan. Uh, yeah. Once again, like, 
Who knew? Like, can we just say, going on from last year, last night, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Who knew everybody hated Jewish people? Who knew? I knew that there were certain parts of the world who absolutely hated them. I didn't know that, like, Al, uh, Al um, Johansson in accounting hated them, too. In, it's like, really weird. Else. It's really weird. Although someone did call you up for this. Um, one of our Jewish listeners said, sudden onset anti-Semitism. Nothing sudden about it, Tom. It's been brewing and happening for a long time. You've just been ignoring it. That's what Adam well, in Jersey I, said. Yeah, and Adam, I appreciate that. But it's not that I haven't thought that there was anti-Semitism or, or hatred of Jews and the state of Israel in the world. It's just bigger than you realized. It's just bigger than I realized. And it's like people who were not, who were 10 minutes ago, not insane Jew haters. Well, I can't, I don't understand this. And I think uh, there's something about the sort of um, the anti-war libertarian wing of the party, the part that, you know, is buddies with Code Pink that, yeah. you know, where, and it's not. Hashtag not all libertarians, right? Because you were listening to the Reason podcast and mm. they were very reasonable, no pun intended, but they were, you know, they were normal about <laughs> the whole thing. The the Reason well, yes. Roundtable yes, yes. podcast, they were not anti-Semitic and denying that any of this happened and acting bizarre. Um, but a lot of the people that call themselves libertarians on the internet were have been absolutely showing true colors mm-hmm. that they just want to oppose every war they want to deny everything that's happening in the world everywhere once again not that you can't have a debate about how involved the u.s needs to be or not be right but the immediate instinct like people like code pink do to immediately jump to none of this is happening and the u.s is completely wrong and the side you think is good isn't good is just dumb yes it's like the same people i mean in Obviously, I'm not for all the money that we send to Ukraine, and I think Ukraine and Zelensky are totally corrupt and all this stuff, right? But it's like the same people that feel the need to suddenly decide Putin's good because the war in Ukraine, Mm -hmm. and they don't want to be involved in the war in Ukraine. Like, you can also think that Putin's bad, though, too. Right. You know, like, Alexander Navalny, that Putin put in prison you know, for being a dissident is a Nash, a Russian nationalist, right? Putin's a KGB thug. Mm-hmm. You can not like Putin and also not want us to be involved in the Ukraine war. Right. But you don't always have to be so contrarian. And I think a lot of libertarian type people just feel the need to be so contrarian about everything that they immediately like round the other end of the horseshoe and become insane. Yeah. And the other thing is we're so miscalibrated here. Mm hmm. It's like you, the Israelis said this, they destroyed a hospital. Five hundred people are dead. Five hundred people are dead. How? But this is a war crime. You can kill children's doctors, patients, etc. One of the biggest war crimes in the world. The other side's shooting indiscriminately rockets into Israel every ten minutes, and right. that's just that's just Tuesday night. That's yeah. Just, the that- only reason there aren't five hundred Israelis dead every day is because they have the Iron Dome. That's purely defensive, where they just stop the missiles from hitting them. Right. Which, which is. But it does keep the missiles to kill people. And right. at the same time, this is the Iron Dome that AOC cried about having. Right. So this other side gets to do war crimes all day. Oh, and, and night. someone in the squad the other day tweeted too, like, pray for the Palestinians. They don't have an Iron Dome. Like, well, yeah, because nobody's shooting freaking missiles Can you at them all the time. This? How stupid are we? They're so stupid. There's so, and who believes this stuff? I mean, fortunately, fortunately. I do think that there are enough people 
who are still adults left um, that do hold some sway over some of these like institutions and corporations and other places that are pushing back on this now. Did you see some of the letters that went out from big donors at Penn? Uh, yes. Yeah. The guy from um, Victoria's Secret. Is that who he is? That's I didn't even. That's the like, guy the song's about. Is it? Yes. Um, so anyway, but some, but some of these people have started to write open letters to these universities, the people that fund these universities, really, because they're the big donors at them, where they've started to write letters Just, back to the universities saying, we're not going to fund this anymore. Um, so this is, there were two that I saw. I didn't look up who the people were. I just assumed I didn't. Yeah. One's a guy who who started Victoria's Secret. Uh, there's been a few of them. David Mangerman, computer scientist and philanthropist, wrote one to Penn also. Okay. Uh, President McGill and Chairman Bach, I'm a Penn alum, a Penn parent, former engineering overseer and major donor. I'm also a Torah observant Jew. Over the past month, I've been deeply embarrassed by my association with and support for the University of Pennsylvania. Uh, By the way, it's Sir, just FYI, the Burn Burrell podcast stands with Israel. It's, it's, <laughs> I, I still be saving money. Uh, yeah, and he goes on to say, like, you don't have any values. Mark Rowan has called for your firing. Is that maybe that's the Victoria's Secret guy? No, it's Maxon or Wexon, I think is his last name. Well, that's a CEO of Apollo Global Management. Um, I mean, the, you know. Th- but he says firing you is unnecessary. I'm not going to be donating. Essentially, like you've shown me who you are. My only remaining hope is that all self-respecting Jews and moral citizens of the world distance themselves from Penn. I mean, and the universities are going to have to make some decisions here because it's clearly not about free speech to them. Right. It's about <clears throat> their actual values, right? Because when Riley Gaines comes on campus. They write letters to all, they put out a big statement saying they don't support her and they tell all the students that they don't have to go to class that day if they're too scared of Riley Gaines or, you know, if, if a federal judge comes to your law school and tries to talk, then the administration, you know, lets the students run around and harass and act like idiots. But then they put out a statement saying they disagree with the judge. You know, they do all this stuff. They do put out statements on world events all the time about George Floyd, about Trump, about all the things. If Matt Walsh speaks on campus, they put out statements. Right. So, but then a bunch of terrorists obliterate a bunch of Jewish people. Just the purest evil that you can't. And you let students not only go out there and protest for it, but you won't even put out a statement saying we. That, is that, that we a matter have... of them being a, a scared of students? Is that what that is? Or is they just are they I seeing think, this I thing in the world different people, now and we're like, oh yeah, that's a good thing. I think some of them don't understand. I mean, like Ben Sass at the University of Florida did put out a strong statement condemning the attacks. It's not that hard. Condemning terrorism is not hard. Talk about the left talks yeah, all the time out of both well, sides of their mouth the about the right thing? side of it, history. Isn't that the scary thing? That it's not that hard, but something is compelling them not to? Even to the detriment of, uh, like, their money, their income? Yeah, but for all their talk about intellectual freedom and freedom of speech and everything else, yeah, they're scared of of the liberal establishment. And they've built up an expectation now. Cigar and bourbon in the chat says Larry Summers pulled money. All this stuff. It's 
it's really incredible. And like, it's incredible. I was thinking about it today because somebody was tweeting about a Soros prosecutor, which when people say Soros prosecutors or Soros DAs mm. or whatever, they mean like a DA whose campaign was literally funded yeah. by George Soros. Yeah. But people will say that that's anti-Semitic. See, anti-Semitism mm-hmm. on the right. But like, the left can literally chant death to Jews and like that's totally fine and, ex- and an acceptable part of the yeah, discourse. And they, some of these campuses, they're like, there's like a lone a girl with an Israeli flag and a bunch of these Palestinian dudes like screaming at them. It's, uh, the intimidation is allowed too, as long as it's against Jewish people. It's freaking crazy. It's really nuts. It's By the way, I'm looking at uh, just video of the French embassy, and there uh-huh. are people uh, pouring into the compound. Oh, good. I mean, so I assume that there's uh, men with machine guns waiting. At some point, somebody's going to do something, because I don't see any cops, Lebanese cops. Right. Right. So, I mean, I don't know. I guess we'll see what happened, but... Uh, Hopefully there's not a blast. Yeah, I mean, I I think I'm trying to be as fair as I possibly can here to the whole thing, but it's the anti-Semitism on the left and the anti-Semitism on the right are not the same thing. And the, the fact that the left is allowing this type of anti-Semitism is crazy. Absolutely crazy. Um... But, you know, they've built a whole industry out of this. Did you see this cut that I sent you? We should watch this whole show. I think it's available on YouTube. I, I don't know. But um, have you seen where this thing, you know, the race to dinner people? I don't think I do. They're do the I? people. Yeah, we've talked about it on this show in the past. Um, but basically, they're the people. It's Sayira Rao. And I forgot who the other one is. But um, they... You pay them a bunch of money to come eat dinner with you oh, and yeah, tell yeah, you yeah. you're oh, racist. Yes, 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 yes. I am familiar. Yes. Um. So they have a show out also that's like of them doing this stuff. I see it. That's this right here. Yeah. Is this um? Is it, uh, what's her name was in on this too before she got big? Um, the Italian lady who uh, white guilt. Uh, yeah, D'Angelo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. D'Angelo. Yeah. So. So you can like find this whole documentary movie of it. It's like we should watch the whole thing. Oh, but my there goodness. was a, this clip of it on um on Twitter. Imagine people pay thousands of dollars know, for this. Me, you know, I'm, we're going to play in very soon a, a a cut from the West Hartford Board of Education essentially a candidate uh conversation and the people in the audience in most of the Board of Ed candidates are totally enraptured by this and we, let's play your cut first this is people trying to have dinner and, and is there rich white women who have in built-in guilt who want to be yelled at you actually margaret you didn't say yours what your racist thing thing that you've done thought about or I done you have something inside of you that's not quite like that's racist so you must have you must have examples in your own life. I also work in environmental engineering. I have absolutely no people of color or minimal people of color, possibly the exclusion being slightly Hispanic. Saira doesn't like her attitude. I can say a racist thing you've done because it just happened. When you just talked to me the way you just did, 
This is how white women talk to us all the time. These are microaggressions. Mm-hmm. Oh, and that's I say great. the exact same thing to my white girlfriend who says the same exact thing. I don't care if you talk to everybody like that. Okay. Right? The way you just spoke to me was straight up white supremacy. You actually just answered with racism. White supremacy so- is said to be hidden in innocuous phrases and banal. You know, I, that's the new definition of white supremacy, which is not white supremacy, is, which right. is just people saying things. But it's hidden. So it's encrypted in all Saying, the, I don't think I've done anything racist yes. is the new white supremacy. Yes, it's encrypted in that somewhere. The behavior. The smallest things could be considered racist. It's enough that a person from a minority group feels insulted. Absolutely. Sounding terribly white. I don't know that I was all that racist to start with, but I also would be more aware or hyper aware of my thoughts or reactions to circumstances that would be racist. In a sense, this is almost useful because she's trying to bend over backwards to try to validate the absurd, insane things said by Mm -hmm. Sarah or whatever. But in a sense, it's like, with the exception of the few weak-minded people who just want want to make everybody feel okay, I'm not political, you know, I'm spiritual... But everybody else, first of all, I don't know who would pay for this, pay to go have some pain in the ass yell at you. But for everybody else, they say they would know very quickly. Oh, I see, we're making pretend. That's what. So, do you want to see? Do you want to know? By the way, um, do you want to take a wild guess how Sayura Rao, um, who says that uh, if you deny that you've done racist stuff, that's straight up white supremacy. That. Uh, do you want to take a guess how she feels about Israel? She stands firmly with Israel. She has uh, condemned sharply the attacks and condemned Hamas by name, as a matter of fact. Nope. She is retweeting John Cusack about the hospitals. Um, she uh, is blocking journalists on Twitter because they're complicit in Israel's lies. It, these uh, are all the same people with fake causes. All of their causes are BS. So you're willing to get lectured about how you're racist. You're willing, not just willing to be lectured, you're willing to pay big money to be lectured about how racist you are from people who are just advocating genocide of Jewish people mm-hmm. who are on the side of the paragliders, essentially. Right. Now, that does not get her upset like this woman's subliminal um, microaggressions does. Yeah, no, that, no. The the Hamas attacks on Israel that didn't bother her as much as how this random white woman talked to her at a fancy dinner party. That didn't bother her, but no. you know. But I mean, this whole thing obviously is it, it's all canard, and they're just speaking this language, and it's it can be transferred to whatever issue they want. This is this is Latoya Fernandez. She is running for board of ed in West Hartford, the Cambridge, Massachusetts of Connecticut, and she also was an anti-Israel person for a long time and signed stuff. She's defund the police, whatever, radical, whatever. But now she's running for this position, um, and uh, listen to the League of Women Voters, good progressive, ask her a question and listen to the answer. The next question will start with Ms. Fernandez. Um, and this is regarding before and after school care. A lot of parents struggle with lining up 
that before and after school care because they're long wait lists at many of the schools. Uh, do you have any ideas for how the West Hartford schools can collaborate maybe more with nonprofits or just how they can expand uh, child care offerings for parents that need that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's a great question. But I also just want to like take a moment because, you know, I am a human being. I'm the only black candidate up here. I am one of two black people in this room. I've been being targeted this entire campaign, and it's given me a lack of sense of safety and security. So I do ask my fellow um, candidates up here to please refrain from targeting me more here in public. Like, it's, it's ridiculous, and I'm just saying this as a human being. Stop. I'm one of two black people in this room, and I'm tired of being targeted. So, um, Politics is not the sport for you if your feelings get hurt that easily. But, but Alice, her feelings aren't hurt. She knows she hasn't been targeted. What is she doing right there? Um, Hint. There's only one other black, black person in the room. She's threatening everybody in the room. <laughs> These are my, all my bona fides. I'm one of two. I've been attacked. I'm being targeted. In other words, you shut the F up and you better all vote for me for Board of Ed. Do you get that? I'm being targeted. Mm -hmm. Intersectionality points. That's me. You right. don't have these points that I have. I'm being targeted. Even though it was a non sequitur to anything going on in the meeting. Nobody had attacked her at the meeting. Nobody had even referenced her yet at the meeting. Nobody said anything at the meeting. <clears throat> right. After she said that, though, this guy, also a Republican running for Board of Ed, did say uh, something. Just to add, um, unrelated, but I guess everyone's talking about it. Uh, I am a straight white male, so I'm getting no points. May God have mercy on my soul. However, uh, Latoya, the, the reason why people might be criticizing you has nothing to do with your race. It has nothing to do with you being a woman. It's because your, uh, your statement uh, kind of against Israel, alleging systemic discrimination and the violation of human rights of Christian and Muslim Palestinians, that I think the genesis of, of any antagonism has to do with that, nothing to do with your race or sex or, or gender. Now the League of Women Voters pipe right up. That's all. Of course. I'm going to ask the candidates to eliminate these comments from this rest of this discussion. Thank you. Um, That's only after he spoke. After she spoke about being targeted, that was she. They, they did not pipe in. Only after he spoke. That is not the reason we are here um, to take care of what is happening outside of this room. We are here to discuss your opinion on policies that have to do with the Board of Education. Thank you. So uh, uh, about a minute later, Latoya actually left for a while. So and, and we had one caller today saying that they had heard that she was like getting coaching or talking to somebody in the hallway. <clears throat> but that's how they, they do it. It's all there's nothing to any of this stuff. Mm -hmm. It's just power plays. And, right. and they know. I mean, she knows. They know. They've seen this. This like if you're paying thousands of dollars to have people of color yell at you then God, they can get you to do anything. So absolutely, may put me on the damn board of ed. Just so you know, I get targeted because of who I am. It's unsafe. Right. She said several times in this thing, it's unsafe for me to be living even in this country. I live in fear. Right. Yeah. Anybody's being targeted who doesn't... I mean, look at 
Monica Cannon Grant in Boston, who, by the mm-hmm. way, never would have been exposed without Turtle Boy for people who want to claim he's who not Who is actually really, being targeted? Who people want to claim somehow isn't a real journalist, even though he's done more journalism than The Globe and The Herald combined over the last probably at least five mm-hmm. years. Um, you know, how many sto- how many important stories has he broken in Massachusetts in the last few years? Certainly About the Monica Cannon Grant. Certainly... Um, Oh, Karen Polito doing the barbecue during COVID when she had everybody else locked down. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Yeah, that's a great I mean, one. like that's there's a there's a bunch of there's a bunch of really big ones that happened um that nobody would have reported on if not for him. The Globe would never have reported on him, the Herald would never have reported on him. None of these papers would have done it. And um, you know, then when they finally did steal his reporting and not credit him with it, uh, you know, he but he doesn't get credit because he has a Boston accent and they don't they think he's trashy, so you know. But yeah, he is actually being targeted. That's fascinating. I do want to talk more about that story at some point, but I don't want to like crack open that whole big thing now because that's such a big story. But yeah, needless to say, I mean, like he's, he's, um, you know, the police don't like when people report on them negatively, you know, and it's not that it's not that reporters are never wrong or never get things wrong or whatever. I don't even know but, like if he's onto something with what he's his reporting, but I know that he is a reporter. Yeah, he's an unconventional one. He's a little, um, you know, Gonzo journalism, you know. But um, but he is definitely a guy who breaks stories. It's absolutely true. Yeah, and people don't like him, but I mean, do you? And I, I would love to ask um, lawyers this, but I mean, like I. Off the top of my head, I don't know of cases of reporters um, getting in trouble for witness intimidation. No. It seems no. like an odd thing for, you know, showing up at people's houses and asking questions or whatever. You know, it it seems strange to me. I've never heard of that. But maybe it's a thing. I don't know. But it definitely seems odd. So, obviously, you know, he's a friend of the show. We wish him the best in doing what he does. But, uh, you know... That's um, that's a fascinating story. But yeah, the, the how did I even get on this topic? Oh, because of Monica Cannon Grant, who, and when we're talking about like they can get white people like do anything for them. Some of these activists, the oh way yeah, they've like bullied people. She had her buddy in Winchester, remember? Yes, who was raising money for her, bullying all the other white people in Winchester. Who is the same woman responsible for getting rid of the name Sachems? Right, 
uh, you know, going around bullying people, give Monica Cannon money so that she could use then the Black Lives Matter money to buy herself a house, to go on vacations, to stay in hotels, mm-hmm. to do all the stuff she wanted to do. And she felt entitled to do that because that was her. You well, know, it's because she, the colonists. It was, it was deserved by her. It was colonization. Yeah. The white people <clears throat> owed her. That's reparations. Right. Stealing stuff from stores is reparations, too. Because of colonists. Yeah. Um, there is another thing I want to get to. Just this, do you did you see this audio from this guy running for premier, maybe of Canada? They have a premier, prime minister of Canada. Um, there's just this really good back and forth. I don't know who this guy is. I probably should have found out who he is, but I'll have his name in a second. But he's really interesting. He's about the the idea that you accept no premise. He's Pierre Poilevre. Um, can you Google that? Pierre, P-I-E, Paul Ever is P-O-I-L-L-I-E-V-R-E. I think he's running for... The leader of the official opposition of Canada. Conservative leader. Okay, so there you go. So listen how he handles this reporter. He, meanwhile, this guy, while he's talking to this reporter... He's, he's an MP, so he's a member <laughs> of Parliament. He's the leader of the Conservative Party of Canada and the leader of the official opposition since 2022. There we go. He's the, he's the anti-Trudeau, which we like, obviously. Uh, this guy has. He, this guy reminds me more of Matt Walsh than Justin Trudeau. Two SLGBTQI plus. This guy does not have that. Mm-hmm. Um, here's Pierre Poilevre, and this is a left. Hear all those w- years of French one working. Know. Thank you. Um, and it, it, taking what once again very calmly, matter of factly, it, it, looking a reporter straight in the face while eating an apple. <laughs> Um, on the on the topic, I mean, in terms of your sort of strategy currently, you're obviously taking the populist uh, pathway. Um, what does that mean? <laughs> well, ap- appealing appealing to people's uh, more emotional levels, I would guess. Um, I mean, what certainly, do you mean by certainly, that? you Give certainly you tap certainly you tap uh, very strong ideological language quite frequently. Like what? Uh, left wing, you know this and that. Right wing, they, you know. I mean, it's that that type of ideological thing. I never really talk about left but or right. Anyways, a lot I of people don't pe- really believe in that. Okay, a lot of people would would say that you're simply taking a page out of the Donald Trump. Uh, well, book. Like which people would say that? Well, I'm sure <laughs> a great many Canadians, but like who? <laughs> I don't know who, but well, you're um, the one who asked the question, so yeah. how, you must know somebody. You, you know. It, it's not a good sign when your ratio of questions is <laughs> much larger than the reporters. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm sure there's some out there, but anyways, the, the point of this the point of this question is, I mean, why should why should Canadians trust you with their vote, given you know not not just the sort of ideological inclination in terms of taking the page of Donald Trump's book but what are you also, talking about what page what page can you give okay. me a page give me the page you keep <laughs> in, saying in terms that. in terms of ter- turning things quite dramatically in terms of of Trudeau and and the left wing and all of this i mean you 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 make quite a you know it's it's quite a play that you make on it so i'm i'm not just sure wondering. i don't under, i don't know what your question okay. is then forget that why should canadians trust you with their vote all the incendiary stuff is now stripped away. <laughs> well, yeah, because the guy didn't have any examples. No. And it's such an example of journalists living in a bubble, too, because they just take it for granted that 
he's a populist who's riling people up with incendiary language and, yes. and taking a page out of Donald Trump's playbook. And they've never met anyone who would disagree with that. So well, it never occurs to them that anybody would question that premise. Right. They, they assume that he's going to be taking a page out of Trump's playbook because they've been calling him Trump now. Right. All of us call you that. So <laughs> you're going to act like that, right? Yeah, and then when he says, like, who, he doesn't want to say, well, I mean, I say that about you. So. Right. <laughs> so I'm, I'm not just sure. I don't, under, I don't know what your question okay. is. Okay, then forget that. Why should Canadians trust you with their vote? Common sense. Okay. Common sense for, for a change. We're going to make common sense common in this country. We don't have any common sense in the current government. You know... The guy prints $600 billion, grows our money supply by 32% in three years. That's growing the money eight times faster than the economy. No wonder we have the worst inflation in four decades. I'm going to cap spending, cut waste, so that we can balance the budget and bring down inflation and interest rates. You'll want to be able to pay your mortgage again. You want to be able to afford rent. Then you have to vote for Pierre Polyev because I'm the only one with a common sense plan that will bring back the buying power of your paycheck. He said his name wrong, but other than that, <laughs> he was he was perfect. And he reminds me more of a sanctimonious than Trump, actually. Yeah, but, I mean, everybody... The only thing that stops the American press from calling DeSantis Trump is the fact that Trump's still here, so... Yes, and they hate him slightly more. <laughs> That's the only thing. Um, a couple more notes. Um quick update from covid land mm -hmm. the place where getting covid is still a serious thing um this woman tweeted today uh <clears throat> one of my friends ignored my pleas to stop being reckless about getting covid over and over i've had it and i was fine she said she got it a fourth time in september and is surprised how bad it has been she's not getting better three months later and she's asking for advice now sigh in spite of all this she's still refuses to wear an N95 respirator or any other mask. As my dad often says, she, she goes into some other thing. Anyway, so she tweets this, which would be fine, her off in her own little world, tweeting stuff about how people are getting COVID and refusing to wear N95 masks. But Jerome Adams retweeted it. The former Sergeant General. Oh, ha, 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 ha. Oh, yeah, he's in... Uh, Public health yeah. officials made several mistakes during the pandemic, which understandably left people frustrated. Yet the most damaging misconception being spread is that recovering from COVID-19 means you're good. Unfortunately, you're far from good. Keep gambling and eventually you crap out, he writes. <laughs> so wow. that's disappointing that <laughs> Trump's Sergeant General is continuing to play this stupid game. Yeah. Where I probably have COVID right now. That's probably yeah, what I'd my probably stupid cold is that I've had that all our kids brought home and gave to all of us. But like, no, you get colds, you get flus, you get stuff. Sometimes it takes longer to recover than others. Sometimes you have a lingering cough for a while. I don't know. What do you want me to say to you? It's part of life. People get sick. You know what? People get way less sick than they used to get a long time ago. Mm -hmm. Way less sick, a lot less often. And we recover far more easily and better it's i can't deal it deal with the like the fear-mongering and stuff and the idea that somebody who's supposedly you know an expert like this and suppose i mean part of trump's administration really oh yeah uh, no no absolutely and is you know 
is reinforcing this idea that we should all still be scared of COVID now is just like madness. You know, that's such a great, if you could get any attention, that would be such a great campaign contrast point because DeSantis's guy is awesome. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, Lopalata, what's his Something name? like that, yeah. He was like, he was not having it from day one, like three years ago. Yeah, and he's been one of the few people to push back on the uh, Ladapo, Joseph Ladapo. Um, And he's been one of the very few people to push back on the vaccine recommendations for young people, especially when there is literally no reason for like young people to be getting these latest boosters. And that's I mean, that's an expert consensus. There's people like Paul Offit who are big vaccine promoters. This is not, you know, this is not a. It's so that they don't kill grandma, Alice. Yeah, but it. But what's interesting is that you know, um, I was at the pediatrician's office recently, mm-hmm. and they didn't even have the COVID vaccine to offer anymore. Oh, really? For kids, so either it's like so low uptake that they don't even want to bother, or like they also don't care about it. It's interesting, but yeah, I think. It is. And we have a very mainstream, and actually in a very left wing town, pediatrician's office. You know, there's like little progress pride flags in the pediatrician's office and everything else but uh i know we shouldn't go there but i love our pediatrician so you know yes yes but, very much by the book which is a, the whole as a matter story. of fact um uh, but see hot sauce else. um wait i have uh, one more please, thing i'm not quite please, ready and then i'll get so to you're the hot still sauce. going with the name peter for the child that's my favorite yeah that's the front runner right now if it's born Dancing? right now then i'm going with peter your son is raising his hand too yes, yes. go ahead Peter Andy Shattuck. Peter Andy Shattuck. I don't know about that. We have we have three middle name suggestions. So it would be curious everyone's thoughts. One is Peter Robinson Shattuck. Mm-hmm. One is Peter Emerson Shattuck. I like Ralph Waldo. Oh, okay. I've uh, not read his work. It doesn't surprise me. Perhaps I'll book him. <laughs> okay, you can book him. Um, I love the Transcendentalists. Uh, let's see. Ditto. I know. Um, so love the transcendentalist nerd SAT hardo. <sighs> um, I like Ralph Waldo Emerson. Yes. What are the other transcendentalists? Um, and then, <clears throat> well, like Thoreau. Well, yeah. I the mean, Alcott's. Like, yes, the yeah, Alcott's. Okay. So yeah, I get anyway. Um, and what was the third name suggestion? Anson had one during dinner today. No, Peter Nicholas Shattuck. Oh, Nicholas Shattuck. Peter Nicholas. Also a transcendentalist. No. Well, he came up with the idea because he said Peter Edison, and I said, I don't like Edison because he took credit from Nikola Tesla. Away from the Serbs, right. Mm-hmm. And uh, and he said, well, then how about Nicholas for Nikola Tesla? And I said, I like yeah. that. Peter Nicholas Shattuck. So so that's, we have Peter Robinson. Robinson is Cyril's suggestion. He just liked that. Peter Robinson. Peter Robinson, Peter Emerson, or Peter Nicholas? Name? Well, there's Petar. I've got a, That's I've got a Peter, squad of Serbian. I'm all set. You this take, one's my Serbian one? You can have an ethnic one, yeah. Okay. What would you name him? A Serbian name? Yes. I don't know if Serbian names go with Shattuck. It seems weird to me. You might be right about that. Tihomir Shattuck? Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Oh, that makes you, that, you saying that word, Tihumir, actually makes me hungry. Say it again. <laughs> Tihumir? 
Oh, it sounds like a beautiful soup. No, it's not soup. What does that mean? It's a boy's name. And, uh, <sighs> it's just a, uh, okay. Neboisha Shattuck? No. Anyway, um, the other thing that I wanted to cover quickly is that Daily Wire is has come out with their kids' um, content app to complete mm. compete with like Disney Plus and stuff. It's called Bent Key. I don't get that. Why is it called Bent Key? I don't know why it's called Bent Key. I do Bent like Key. that, though. But they, uh, so it's going to have four different original shows on it, and then they've bought the rights to a bunch of other kids' content. They're so not messing a bunch around of stuff over there. On there goodness. Available. Um, they're obviously all pushing it, and they're also coming out with a live-action Snow White next year. Incredible. Like Disney is. Is it going to be released in theaters, you think? Uh, I don't know if they'll release it in theater. I mean, it's hard to get those distribution deals, I think, if you're the daily wire but well maybe. i mean that company that did the did they get their other stuff into a theater into theaters i don't think so they're like well dinesh got his stuff into some theaters right that's true that's true maybe maybe it will be in theaters but anyway it's starring this youtuber one of the daily wire youtubers called brett cooper who's like one of their younger ones like yes. our daughter actually really yeah. likes her stuff she sends me i despise her because her youtube she's pretty and young and has her whole life ahead of her and it's it's going to be a good life who, Brett Cooper yeah. or our daughter? Brett Cooper. Why do you hate her? Like, it's uh, envious? Jealousy? No, what? you are too, I think, uh, Sally, but I'm giving you the familial exception. You don't have to be jealous of people. But anyway, um, yeah, so that comes out next year. And I've also heard, I know Spencer Clavin, friend of the show, is doing, um, he's been doing the linguistics work for their coming out with an adaptation of C.S. Lewis's Space Trilogy from their movie production company also. Out of the silent planet Peril Andra and that hideous strength. Oh, the transcendentalist C.S. Lewis. No, he's not a transcendentalist. He's British. The transcendentalists are American. Yeah. Duh. Anyway. He, um... He, um, it's okay. You can. Okay. You can. The shot chat, by the way, I'm is brought to us. The shot chat is brought to us by Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Sauce on the Chelsea Fire Wicked Hotline. Imagine trying to go to a thought on the fly and in in wanting to launch a clever thought on the fly and having nothing in the chamber. However, it's very disappointing. <laughs> very disappointing. I wanted to play a little piece of that Matt Walsh thing though, but the one that he's in. Did you see it? What is he in? He's in the one of the cartoons that's on that. Oh, okay. Yeah. I want to be in one of the cartoons. All right. Hold on. Ready for the chat chat? I'm ready for the chat chat. Mm-hmm. Hey, Tom, did you have a chance to check out that article in Rolling Stone about the top 250 guitarists of all time? Yes. I know Kirk went ballistic on it during his podcast. Yep. And I was wondering what your top five was. Mm. I mean, I agree with Kirk that Eddie Van Halen needs to be number one. And certainly Prince and Eric Clapton need to be in the top five. Mm. And, you know, I would probably put Jimmy Page and, you know, my fifth is kind of up in the air. I, you know, have a soft spot for Keith Richards, but I know that he can potentially be in that top five. But uh, what is your top five? Okay, that's not bad. One I didn't that I didn't hear Kirk mention or any of those guys mention, and I'm surprised is Joe Walsh. 
Joe Walsh is a great guitarist, but not for the top five. Top five, I will also say Eddie Van Halen, number one. Don't a lot of people put Jimi Hendrix in there, too? I don't know anything about guitar well, playing. Jimi Hendrix so. is number two. Not bad, okay. else. Although, Jimi Hendrix is just a natural. It's, 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 it's just tough. Um, I, I, would t- I wouldn't have Stevie Ray Vaughan in the top 100. Despise him. If you have Clapton, you don't need Stevie Ray Vaughan. I would not have George Harrison in the top 30. He, he's, he eventually came around. His guitar playing sucked in the early Beatles. In, in Hard Day's Night. Plucky, Gretsch, Duo Jet, Plucky, Crap. Oh, it was terrible. He, he later came into his own. Uh, so that's three there. I think I would put Robbie Krieger in there. And did I say Jimmy Page already? I don't know if you did. I I okay, so Van Halen, Hendrix, um, Robbie Krieger. Uh, did I not do Clapton? Okay, we'll do Clapton. You Clap- said you put Clapton, and then you said you didn't need somebody else because you had Clapton. Clapton. So the fifth one, you probably should go to one of those early black blues guitarists like Robert Johnson, even though the guitar playing is very kind of minimal. But then again, there's also like Muddy Waters is also... Yeah, I'll go with. I'll give it. A, I gotta say, Robert Johnson in there. So we got Paige got in there. Jeff Beck is also would be in the top ten, obviously. Um, and there's a whole slew of others. A lot of uh, whoever crappy the genre was. There are a lot of good guitarists that came around during the um, during the uh, heavy metal boom. There really were, like the guys from um, uh, uh, Nuno Betancourt from Extreme, local guy else. I think he lives up here somewhere. Isn't I think he's in the is that the guy who's in the Pentucket School District? I think that's the drummer. Ian oh, okay. Bremer or something, is it? Maybe. I forgot. Somebody they were gonna make cuts to the music program unless yeah. they got an override and somebody from Extreme was posting yeah, about it. I think it. that's uh, you're eating something. Okay. Um so let me I don't want to get this wrong here. Okay. Um Okay. <laughs> yeah, Beck definitely but I think you also gotta the innovators as well, like Peter Townsend and The Edge, should probably have places. Okay. Um, and I would put Prince. Prince is a great guitarist, but so is John Mayer. Um, so yeah, it's a long conversation. I don't want to go on forever with this. So there, that was one of my top five anyway. But Eddie Van Halen, yeah, he is he is number one, no doubt about that. Yeah, I think that's I think that's great. And but and and, and it was ridiculous for them not to have Joe Walsh on that. Uh, podcast the kirk minahan show ridiculous not to, to think of but joe walsh especially he's supposed to be an eagles guy come on that is my answer brian from salem look at this naming convention well done brian you win tom's gold star of the day thank you we'll stay away from gold star talk at this time Alice. oh sorry jesus i didn't mean it like that uh-huh. jeez Mm-hmm. Hey Tom, hey Alice, it's Brian from Salem. Hey Brian. Hi, Brian. First of all, I'd like to congratulate you on baby number five coming on Thursday. Thank you. At least I certainly hope you're right about that, Thursday. Alice. <laughs> uh, you suffered long enough uh, with the pregnancy as well as dealing with Tom's technical wizardry um, behind the keyboard during the Burn Barrel <laughs> podcast. I'm sensing sarcasm in that, Alice, that mm-hmm. he doesn't really think there is technical wizardry. Mm-hmm. So, you deserve some light at the end of this time. She doesn't deserve anything. And secondly, Tom. Yes. By the way, you know know I love you, Tom. Thank you. Um, I'm going to call BS on Boomer Esiason. He claims on WTIC on his solo pit fire commercials to have gifted members of your show with one of these fire pits. Yeah. 
I hear that's fine. Um, I think if that happened, we would have heard about that gifting to you ad nauseum, uh, almost to the point where you would have replaced Chelsea Fire with Solo Fire Pit as your chat chat sponsor. So I just want confirmation before I um, start uh, tweeting and Instagramming and calling Boomer out on this gift that you never received. So let me know. Yeah. Thanks. So, I'm on your side. Thank you, Brian. I appreciate that. So no, Mark I think the shark, right? No, no, no. That's well, that, that's a different, different That's subject. a different fire pit? Boomer Esiason also works for Odyssey, I think. He works for okay. the fan, I think, I think, down in New York. And uh, he has a spot where he says, yeah, I got this great fire pit. It's the best in the world. I bought the team or my guys or the guys at the station that... I think he means the station in New York. Oh, I have okay. not received a Boomer Esiason fire pit okay. as yet. But now, somebody did, at Odyssey did gift us a fire pit. They did. That was Mark Christopher. Mark the Shark was a great guy. Um, do I believe that Boomer got his crew fire pits? No, I do not. I believe <laughs> that maybe those guys... Maybe gave, the fire pit company I think gave Boomer the read the copy, <laughs> and it, regardless of what it said, he, would have, uh, he was going to read the copy and be done with it. Uh, but yes, I do have a fire pit. We haven't used it as yet. Our grill is broken, as a matter of fact. So I got to get a new grill. Why is the grill broken? It just fell to pieces. It like it, it was not a great grill, but it, it, but we've had it for a couple of years. But it's just like a rusted out, and the valves are off and broken, and it's it's just a it's a death uh, trap now. But uh, so I will someday. Get I'll tell you guys the story of the Zippo grill. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but I gotta Tom's get... big into buying so, strange brands of things. So this the is the Pile what... TV, the Zippo Grill. Yes, <laughs> the, yeah, it's uh... like save eleven bucks. But <laughs> this is what we need. So this is if you're if you own a business and you want some excellent coverage from the Barn Barrel Podcast, we need a grill guy. <clears throat> we need a stroller guy. Uh. uh Business that mm -hmm. wants to uh, have a do a stroller. Somebody start trade. a non woke stroller company. <laughs> well, the stroller can be. Is there other woke strollers? I assume they all are woke. Well, whatever it is, regardless, we're in the baby business. Anybody else, if you're in that business, feel free. I am here to make deals. I am uh, absolutely bought and paid for. Doesn't take much, you know. Eight six. Oh, what am I doing? Okay, ready. <laughs> don't else? call Tom's work hey, don't right call. now. There's nobody there. Uh, are you gonna play the music or do we? Hi, okay, Steve from Merrimack. Oh, hi, Steve. Um, I once upon a time, uh, a few years ago, had a run-in with John Cusack on no. social media as well, Ooh. and I cannot remember what it was about. But all I did, you know, it was one of his usual rantings of, you know, anti-Trump. You know, it had to be anti-Trump. It was, couldn't be anti-Bush. Uh, that was too long ago. Right. But all I did was write as a response, Johnny OneNote. Ooh. This guy personally messaged me <laughs> no! and wrote, I bet you're a big Tucker Carlson fan. Oh, that's... And I wrote back, yes, I am. I bet you're a big effing C-word. Oh, my goodness. And uh, he blocked me. <laughs> surprise, surprise. He blocked me. But that guy is such a pussy. I can't stand Imagine him. being John Cusack, like being that famous and having time to like go find your haters yeah. on Twitter and personally message that them. That is great. That is great. Although <laughs> big F and C word could also mean Cusack too. So, um, yeah. Uh, you know, John Imagine Cusack, how sensitive he is. Well, once again, crazy. my thing about him is that he's done like three things in 35 years. I love those three things. 
And right. I think, uh, you know, I'll say anything was totally overrated and it's supposed to be the, the 80s experience. F that, whatever, fine. But um, Better Off Dead was a masterpiece, obviously. And I think that's all I have for him. What else was he in? The, uh, the, the thing in... Uh, the thing from... Is the... that him in High Fidelity? Oh, yes. That was a masterpiece, too. Okay, two masterpieces. That's it. And then he was... And then he has, like, bit parts Rose and Point some Blank. John Hughes stuff, Yeah, too. he did have He's some small He's in 16 stuff. Candles, right? right? But it was He's not one a, of the, like, yeah. nerdy kids. In Gross yeah. Point Blank. When Gross Point Blank, that was, like, all of us Gen Xers, like, missed him from the 80s and supported the movie. But other than that... Oh, wait, he wasn't... Was he in... No, yeah. Yeah, I don't have much, uh, much else uh, for him. <clears throat> but it's, like... He has all the money he wants. He has all the time he wants. He could do anything with his time. Yeah. And he's going to go direct message Steve from Merrimack to be mad at him because he disagreed with him on Twitter. Like, that's crazy to me. Yeah, but he blocks like millions of people, which tells me that he's like, <laughs> probably his therapist has had to sit with him and say, John, he, Also, he, he can get retweets from Sayura Rao. Sarah Rao. I call her Sarah. They, I think it's Sayura. Okay. We're not going to quabble let's not quabble about ooh kill ooh our, our kids didn't love monty python what I don't, I don't think they got it and it's also it doesn't really stand out but i hate to say this. what it's a conversation for another time. wait you said they were the beatles of comedy they are but like you know the meet the beatles album is doesn't like work today i know for a lot of young people i think i don't know maybe it does i, I think know. it works Pretty well. Okay. I don't know. okay, Alice. Thank you for having my back as usual. <laughs> the Kevin Costner show you're referring to yes. is Yellowstone. Right. Okay. Perhaps Alice. one of the I don't best do TV. TV shows ever made. I don't watch a lot of TV. The problem is, Steve, is that in the last 15, certainly the last 10 years, and then the last 15 years, I keep getting told of the best show ever made, and I'm and I don't just don't believe people. We've enough. tried a lot of them. We tried House of Cards, which was okay yeah. until it jumped the shark, and right, the politicians started. were pushing people in front of trains, right. and then we were like done with that. That was silly. Right. Yeah. And then they had Frank Underwood you know, hooking up with a man. It's like, yeah, I'm not buying that from Kevin Spacey. No. Thank you. <laughs> Hi, Steve from Merriman. Hi, Steve. Hey, Steve. Hey, I don't know if you guys saw the video of the. Canadian PM dealing with the yes. Moonbat reporter. Yes, we just played it. While yep. <laughs> the PM was eating an apple and just <laughs> schooling this kid. It's, it's really, uh, telling. Um, but the, you know, if you're just listening to it, it doesn't give the whole impression. Yeah. Uh, the reporter doesn't even look the, the PM in the eye the entire time. Yeah. He's looking down the entire discussion. And, and I uh, think that okay, I'm uh, it's, also, it's almost as though he's so ashamed of the questions <laughs> he's asking because he knows he's full of you know yes. bleep. Uh, I just I just thought it was spectacular. Well, anyway, I I, I agree with you. Play it. I agree with Steve. And in what it seemed to me is that the reporter one the guy was totally cocksure, eating his apple, and looking him straight in the eye. And the reporter I think knew that the that the that the, the PM could see right through his soul. And right. so, and I think the PM was giving him lots of time to hang out there and just twist in the wind because he enjoyed right. torturing the guy. And it was, yeah, that was, that was a bet. I mean, I mean, I hope this guy doesn't disappoint because I am a, a great fan. That was, that was wonderful, subtle violence. And I am all for it. 
thank you so much for listening everybody if you want to leave messages like that that's on the chat chat so that's burnbarrelpodcast.com there's a red button where you can do that that's also where you can find links to all the different places to listen you heard me reference um, the live chat there's people watching in the live chat and commenting Um, you can do that at patreon.com slash burnbarrel sign up to do that and get some extra content each week as well but of course you can always listen for free wherever you like to listen to podcasts say la vie even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.